Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. We're starting a two-week uh, stewardship series, and today I'd like to talk with you about this question. What is the best gift you can give to God? What's the best gift that you can give to God? Because gifts are important in relationships, right? Uh, gifts are expressions of relationship, of love, and honor, and things like that. And so we give gifts to each other on birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, special occasions. And if you love someone, you naturally want to give them a gift, right? And in fact, in uh, another week and a half, I have my 14th wedding anniversary uh, with Beth. And so I want to give to her a gift of love. And if I don't give a gift, I'll be in a whole heap of trouble, right? <laughs> of course, we don't give gifts to each other to avoid wrath but rather to express love in truth and purity, right? And so uh, I would like to talk with you then today about what's the best gift that you can give to God. We give our child a bike. We give our wife a diamond ring. Not that I'm giving you a diamond ring. <laughs> I would love to give you a diamond ring. But what gift would we give to God as the best of all gifts if we want to express our love and uh, relationship with him. And so uh, in order to understand that, I think we need to understand what does God desire from us more than anything else? What pleases him the most? What would please him the most as the best gift? And so what can we learn from scripture? God actually will teach us today, I believe, what he most wants from us. So what would God teach us about gifts? Let's look at number one. Number one in the scriptures, God teaches that he does actually accept gifts from men, which I think is pretty amazing. And we're sinful human beings. He's righteous, almighty God. And yet the scriptures teach us God does actually accept gifts from us. That's amazing to me. It says in Psalm 96, verse 7 and 8, Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the earth, uh, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name, bring an offering, and come into his courts. So God accepts offerings from us. And in fact, in the Old Testament, first five books, the word offering occurs 834 times. You have sin offerings, grain offerings, cereal offerings, wave offerings, guilt offerings, offerings to God. We also remember that when David was uh, getting the... Uh, the materials ready for building the temple in Jerusalem. He had him bring iron, wood, stone, jewels, and such things. And it says in 1 Chronicles 29, the people rejoiced because they had given willingly, for with a whole heart they had offered freely to the Lord. David the king also rejoiced greatly. And I think this is pretty amazing, that God rejoices when his people give him gifts even though he needs none of these from us, but he delights to receive them. Why does God delight to receive our gifts? Well, I think of my daughter, Naomi, uh, when she plucks a flower from the tree in our backyard. Now, technically, I own the tree, I own the flower, but she gives a gift to me, and I accept it joyfully because it's an expression of her love for me. And just like God owns all things, yet he delights even for us to give of those things to him though he doesn't need them, but because he loves us and, and joyfully accepts a gift from his own bounty at our hands. So 
that's a wonderful first lesson, is that you can actually give a gift to God, God will accept it, and smile and thank you. Uh, secondly, though, we learned that not all gifts are acceptable to God. Not all are good, not all are pleasing to him, and some can even turn his anger. We see this in our Old Testament reading for today from Malachi uh, chapter 1. The people were not offering good gifts. A son honors his father, says the Lord, and a servant his master. If I, I then am your father, where is my honor? If I'm a master, where is my fear, says the Lord of hosts, O priests, to you, O priests, who despise my name. You say, how have we despised your name? By offering polluted food upon my altar. How have we polluted it? By thinking that the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that no evil? And when you, when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that no evil? Present that to your governor. Will he be pleased with you or show you favor, says the Lord of hosts? So God shows us here that there are gifts that he will reject and do not please him and even can incite his anger. In this case, what were they doing? Offering lame, sick, crippled, blind offerings to God. They were not offering their best to God. Now, if you had an uh, let's say the Queen of England comes to your house and uh, she, uh, you want to give her a meal. Do you reach into the back of the fridge and pull out an old peanut butter and jelly sandwich and give it to her? You would not do that. She'd be greatly offended because it's not appropriate to her honor and majesty. But if you, would, if you wouldn't do that to an earthly queen, how much more to a heavenly king? We ought to give him not our leftovers, our crippled, our blind, our sick offerings, but rather the first and the best because of the honor that attends him as our great king. So God teaches us then we ought to offer our best to him, offer it willingly, freely, and joyfully by faith. And so now we want to get back to the question, what, though, is the best gift that you can give to God? What is the best gift? And you could give it today. What is it that we could give to God that pleases him the most? What's best? Well, let's take a couple options. Let's run through a few. First, let's try. We can offer to him of our goods. Okay, in Deuteronomy 14, God says, You shall tithe all the yield of your seed, which comes forth from the field year by year. And he talks about tithing your grain, your wine, your oil, the firstlings of your herd, etc. What's a tithe? Tithe is one-tenth, that's what that means. And in the Old Testament days, you'd tithe goods, not so much money, but of your livestock or your grain or your wine or your harvest. And uh, God gives a promise. Honor the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits of all your produce, then your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. So is it acceptable and pleasing to God for you to offer a tenth uh, or an offering from your goods? Yes. That's pleasing to God. How about of your wealth and of your money, your finances? Well, you can give a tithe of your money or some other amount. Um, remember the Magi from the East? The wise men, they came and offered gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Did, was that acceptable and pleasing to God? Yes. And uh, you know that the same king who received the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Jesus grew up. And he was one day in the temple, and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the offering box. And he saw a poor widow put in two small copper coins. And Jesus said, truly I tell you, 
This poor widow has put in more than all the others, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her extreme poverty, poverty has put in all that she had. So, how about money on this stewardship week? Is it a good thing and pleasing to God if you give of, of your wealth? Yes, it's acceptable and pleasing to him. But is there not perhaps something better? How about we give him of our time? Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, look carefully how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. You might say that this is a better offering than our money because it costs us more to give of our time to the Lord. And this would be pleasing to him for sure and is. But is there not something greater? How about if we give of our talents, of our skills and gifts that God has given to us? Uh, for Peter says, as each has received a gift, use it for one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So go ahead. If you have a gift, a skill, a spiritual strength God's given you, and you use that talent for the Lord, is this a pleasing offering to him? Yeah. In fact, Jesus says when the king comes back, uh, you know, the one in the parable who was given the five talents, he says, here, I've made five talents more with what you've given me. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little, little. I'll set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So we can give goods. We can give finances. We can give time. We can give our talents. All these are good, right? Is there something better? I think there's something maybe near even to the deeper to his heart than this. How about what David says in Psalm 51? That he gives of his heart. In fact, in Psalm 51, uh, David is uh, broken up over his sins. He's committed with Bathsheba. And he says, For you have no delight in sacrifice, O Lord. Were I to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. Consider giving that to God today, a repentant heart, a heart that's sorry, sorrowful over its sins, uh, a heart that is truly broken up over your iniquities, the things you've done wrong. Would you offer to God that right now and say, God, I confess my sins to him? You're offering to him a sacrifice, David says, is acceptable and pleasing to God. Uh, he will not despise it. That's a great gift. Not like it's uh, a gift that uh, you know, wins you any favor with God type of thing, that you're, he needs it or anything, but it's something acceptable to him to give. How about something more than that, your heart? How about your bodies? as a living sacrifice. Paul says in Romans 12, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. To lay down your flesh for the service of the Lord, to be holy for him. We're to be living sacrifices. Of course, I had a seminary professor once who said, the trouble with a living sacrifice is that they tend to crawl off the altar a lot of times. But we offer our bodies, all that our flesh is to the Lord because it belongs to him anyway. That's, a, that's a, also an acceptable offering and pleasing to the Lord. It's your spiritual worship. But then Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 
Even if I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. If I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And so you can give all these things, money, time, goods, talents, treasures, your heart, your body, but if they're not with love, they're not pleasing to the Lord. So uh, all these things are given up with love, and Jesus says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So would you say we're, we've arrived, we're at the end of the sermon, for those who are timing it? Uh, no, keep your stopwatches running. We're not at the end yet, because, and those who are laughing are the ones with the stopwatches, no. Is this really the best gift you've given of money, time, talents, treasures, body, heart, soul, love? These are all pleasing to God, and yet I think there's one that's still eluding us, that's still yet out of sight, that's better than all the rest. And to get at it and to understand it, I think we need to understand a little bit more about a gift. What is a gift? A gift is taking something that is mine, which I own, and giving it to you, who don't have it, that you may have it, right? I'm taking from what is mine and giving it to you. The problem then, the dilemma we reach is, what can you give to God that he doesn't already own? You give to him of your money, of your time, of your talents, of your treasures, of your body, of your heart, of your soul, of your love. All these belong to him already. So again, we get back to this story like, Naomi will give me a flower from my own garden, and I accept it willingly and joyfully, though I already own it. But what gift can you truly give to the God, to the one who has everything? Who has first given to me, says the Lord, that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who dwell in it. And David says in 1 Chronicles but who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer willingly for all things come from you and of your own have we given you. So in the purest sense of a gift, what can you offer to God that he doesn't already have? Nothing, right? Which is pretty amazing because we serve the God of all grace who owns everything and delights to give it all to you. That's really the purest gift that there is, that God gives us all things, life and breath and wealth and a body and especially salvation in Jesus Christ. Do you know how many times the word free gift appears in relation to your salvation? Not of works, says Paul in Galatians chapter 3. And in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. And in Acts chapter 17, uh, Paul says uh, to the Athenians, he says, uh, the God who made the world and everything in it, the Lord, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in shrines made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all men life and breath and everything, everything you have is a gift given you by God, but especially he's given to us in Christ eternal life, forgiveness of sins, salvation, the Holy Spirit, the heavenly country, all freely as a gift. 
And so now let's get back to our original question. What is the best gift, therefore, that you can give to the God of all grace? What is the best gift? Maybe gift in quotations, because we can't really give a pure gift. What is the best gift we can give to God? I believe it's this, to receive from his hands his great gift, Jesus Christ. To receive from his hands freely, with thanksgiving and joy in our hearts, salvation from our Savior. Would you be willing to offer that gift to God today by grace? Because if I love you and I give you a gift, am I looking for repayment that you invite me back over to your house because I invited you over to mine? That happens, right? If I love you and I want to give you a gift, the best gift you can give back to me is to receive my gift with joyful thanksgiving, right? I'm not looking for you to give me money. I'm not looking for you to give me of your time. I'm not looking for you to give me of your talents, your treasures, or your body, or your life, although all those are pleasing to me. What I'm looking for from you is simply to say, yes, thank you, I receive from you your gift. Does that not give the gift giver the greatest pleasure in his heart that you actually receive from him his gift? And we see in the scriptures how terrible it is to say no thank you. In fact, in Matthew chapter 22, we read that uh, Jesus says, Matthew 22, uh, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a marriage feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the marriage feast, but they would not come. And again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, behold, I've made ready my dinner. My oxen, my fat calves are killed, and everything's ready. Come to the marriage feast. But they made light of it and went off, one to his farm, one to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. Then the king was angry and had sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the thoroughfares and invite to the marriage feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. What's the worst thing you can give to God? Not accepting his gift. What's the best thing you can give to God? Not that we're giving it to him, but receiving it. It's to receive his precious son, Jesus Christ. And if you will do that today, you are giving to God what gives his heart more pleasure than anything else. To believe in his son, to receive from his hands freely by grace his gift eternal life in jesus christ for it surely jesus came as savior of the world that we might be forgiven our sins that he might take them away that you might become a citizen of a better country by his grace and by his grace alone ephesians 1 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who's blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places even as he chose us before him in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him. In love, he destined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, to the purpose of his will. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also give us all things with him? So in conclusion, we're getting onto a stewardship series as a church. Two-week stewardship. 
What is the best gift you can give to God is simply to receive his gift. But then, what are all these other gifts that we give to God? Our money, our time, our talents, our treasures, our bodies, our life, our breath, our souls, our hearts. What are all these but simply this? Expressions of that same joyful thanksgiving at what God has first given to us. You're not trying to buy God off. All right, fork over the money and maybe he won't be angry with you. Just, you know, I'm getting a present for my wife, but it's not to avoid a wrath. Well, at least parentheses. <laughs> but to express, no, I'm just kidding. But to express my love for her. And so also when we give and you give and you sign out your pledge, it's in joyful thanksgiving for God. Not to buy or get anything from him, but to offer him freely as he has first freely given to you and to do it with joyful thanksgiving. So we conclude with this word. With a free will offering, I'll sacrifice to you. I'll give thanks to your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me from every trouble. My eye has looked in triumph on my enemies. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call in the name of the Lord. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name.